when I was diagnosed in March last year. Um, I had a, sort of five visits to the uh, doctors first, and they went through everything from um, having wax in my ears to um, an ear infection, an ears disease, um, tinnitus, and then eventually they thought, well, let's do a scan, and then they told me I'd got a, a brain tumor. So that was quite a shock. Um, and then I was transferred, from, my care was transferred to the Queen Elizabeth Hospital, and I was put into um, the care of Professor Krishank, which I know a lot of people in the Midlands are. And he saw me and decided he needed to do something fairly quickly. So they, uh, luckily, we've got a cyber knife machine at the QE, which is the only one outside of London. And uh, we, I was operated on on the um, June 23rd uh, radio surgery, which um, is is okay, but the, the, there are some side effects, obviously, and um, I'm still recovering from that. So then I got involved in um, brain tumour and brain tumour charity because I'd had no idea about brain tumours before, which, which has been fantastic, really. Um, they really helped us. Um, but one of the, one of the problems that, that I've had is actually in the benefit system because I've been told by my doctor that I should medically retire. And, and I've now been put into the ESA Enhanced Support Group because I find it very difficult to stand up all the usual things that go with, with, with brain tumours. And I applied for personal independence payments. Now, I know now from experience this is an absolute minefield for people with brain tumours because with brain tumour, it's a hidden disability and a lot of people do not understand brain tumours. In fact, doctors don't really mm. understand brain tumours. So that when I was um, taken to A&E, um, a few months ago, the A&E doctor actually said to me, Mr. Shaw, I'm really sorry, but I don't have any in-depth knowledge on brain tumours. This was in the A&E department of Heartlands Hospital. And in, in the Midlands area, most of the expertise seems to be at the QE. So that's where they, they, tend, to, they tend to go. And two weeks ago, I had a what I thought was a mini-stroke, my left eye just closed and my face went off on the other left hand side. I went to my doctor and he said to me, look, take this letter to the QE now because this is where, you, you, you know, you've got, they've got your notes and don't go to your nearest hospital, which is Heartland. Um, so we went, we went to the QE and we waited about four hours and eventually saw somebody that knew what they were talking about and just confirmed that it wasn't a stroke. It was called something called TIA, mm. which is a disruption in the brain, um, which caused my face to sort of shut down on the left-hand side. Mm. So it's interesting. So we do, we do need, right, in, in the NHS to get more knowledge on brain tumours. That's the first thing. And then when you come to personal independence payments, the actual paperwork that you complete is very complex in the first place. And it, and it doesn't really take into account some of the symptoms that you will get with brain tumors. We were turned down twice. They said no, they said no chance. Um, so eventually, um, one of the support workers at the, the charity actually put me in touch with um, CAB in Birmingham and they funded some Macmillan advisors at the Citizens Advice Bureau in Birmingham and we went to see one of them and we then started the appeal process 
Because what, what they do, you complete the paperwork, they obviously turn you down, and then they give you an opportunity to appeal against that. Basically, it's a phone call from somebody that says, well, what do you want to appeal about? And then you try and explain to them, and they haven't got a clue. Um, so eventually, we'll go to a tribunal. And we were prepared to go to the tribunal. We completed all the paperwork, which, again, is um, a little bit stressful. Yeah, the CAB people were able to help us with that paperwork. That was sent in. And, and then I think the uh, Department of uh, Pensions uh, in, um, then have an opportunity to review the file again. And they decided I was eligible for the standard level of personal independence payments. But the CAB, when they did their assessment, said I should have been getting the enhanced payment. So they've now advised me to appeal again against the standard personal independence entitlement in order to get the enhanced. So I'm going through that process at the moment. But our argument is, right, um, as you know, 60% of people that are diagnosed with brain tumors don't survive more than 12 months anyway. Now, our process has been taken 10 months. My life will never be the same again, having had this tumour, and nor, nor will yours, Claire, Claire, and it's so unfair. Because, because there's such a lack of knowledge and because tumours are so rare, that they, they try and get away with not paying you the personal independence payments because they're trying to keep the bills. The, you know, they all think we're, we're having them at it or we're shirkers or something. But we're suffering from a very debilitating illness, and somebody has to point this out and I know the charity are trying their best and I've been on BBC uh, West Midlands Radio a couple of times now and they've been trying to help us out as well and the Department of Works and Pensions actually came onto that program and said that they were looking to get an answer or, or an assessment or whatever for, uh, after 16 weeks of an application. Now 10 months after our application we never had an assessment of anybody and even when they send somebody round apparently for an assessment, a lot of them don't understand brain tumours anyway. Without my wife, I genuinely couldn't cope on a day-to-day -day basis because it just becomes a bit too much, doesn't it? So we've actually got a copy of the PIP descriptors. And what, what it is, it, it actually um, tells you what activities and also what points those activities will score on the application form. We've got that now, so if any of your guys want a copy of this, we can definitely let them have it because it will really help when you're trying to fill in this form. Mm. See, the other thing, Claire, is well, if, if you've got delays in getting benefits mm. and, and you're not employed and you don't get sick pay, can you imagine the, the amount of debt that you're racking up? To wait 10 months to get any income. And they say, well, it's okay, we'll backdate it. Well, that, you try and tell it that to your building society, try and tell, it, tell, tell that to you, you know, your bank or your, your uh, fuel provider. It, it really is a, a system that needs, needs looking into. Yeah. I mean, I, I thought about it. If you, if you told them you've got a brain tumour, there should be some kind of supplementary questionnaire or something, or, and, and they ought to get on with it very, very quickly. I mean, uh, obviously, if you've got a, a brain tumour, you're, you're really trying to manage that, aren't you? Because the emotional effect of getting a brain tumour yeah. can be quite overwhelming. Um, and then, the, you know, the treatment and trying to find out more about what's going to happen to you. And then, obviously, your family are upset. And it, 
The, the two things really that have kept me on track, and one is having a very strong faith, which, which I have, and also fairly positive mental attitude. And those two things have put me straight, really. Without that, I think you could easily give up, couldn't you? Things get tough, because there are so many people out there struggling with this illness. It's devastating. When I've been at work over 40 years, um, and this is the first time I've actually asked for help, and at my time of need, I, I couldn't get it. And, I mean, we've really had to battle this and, you know, really get on top of it. And it's, without Carol's help, I, don't, I think I would have just given up, to, to be honest. Um, but I haven't given up, and I'm not going to give up now, and we're going to push this as far as we can. And if I have to rattle a few cages, then so what? But we do need somebody to champion the fact that we are being pushed out of the benefit system, and it's not our fault.